Welcome to the Between Brothers Podcast. We have the Chancellor himself, my brother, Zero in the building. What's going on, Zero? Uh, nothing much. Nothing much. Uh, still pretty uh, worn out with these allergies. Um, completely understandable. Um, uh, I've had some sinus issues myself in the past. And had to power through the podcast with it, so I get it. Um, and of course, the Duke of Debonair and this Lando in the building. This is the Between Brothers Podcast. Um, follow us on social media at Aster.media on Instagram, BTWM Bros Podcast on um, Twitter, the Between Brothers TikTok page, which I actually haven't posted on there in a little bit. I need to get back to that. And um, join our Facebook group, uh, the Between Brothers Podcast Facebook group. Um, join the conversation, talk, talk with us. Um, have easy access to us at all times. Um, anyways, Zero, how was your week? Week was uh, week was okay. Um, got uh, got laid off, but got interviews already lined up. So that's the positive. Um, so like last <clears throat> three days. I've been dealing with um, nasal and sinus issues. Yeah, I've just been yeah, or allergy and sinus issues. So it's like, so it's been pretty hard. It's been pretty tough um, sleeping for an extended period of time. But yeah, because it's like. This sinus pressure is like really getting to me. So hopefully I'll be good. Hopefully I'll be good. I got some nasal spray. I got some visine tears from my eyes. So so we'll we'll see how this goes. Well, um, it shouldn't be a too long of a podcast this week. Um, not a whole lot happened this week. Um, but uh, but yeah, my week um was was um pretty it was okay we had a training at my job um for some stuff and um they tested us at the end and i was like man i'm about to fail because i didn't pay attention to not anything and then like the day before they doing the test they're like hey we're gonna test you tomorrow at the end of class i'm like yo i'm about to fail and um and uh, ended up getting an 82 on the test. And my manager was like, oh, you let the new girl beat you. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, lady, <laughs> I barely listened to the guy. <laughs> Yo, it can be like that sometimes. But, you know, the, the, though, the stuff I did listen to was actually good stuff. But, um, but, Waking up at 4.30 every morning and then just listen, just watching a video, staring at a video and not be actively doing something, I, I could barely stay awake. Like I, I was doodling, a few times I dozed off, like it was tough. It was a rough week this week at my job. I'm like, 
I've never been good with those things. But the thing is, I wish I wish I would have got that when I started versus being a year in because it would have it would have put me on such a such an easier path to how to do what I do um, versus kind of winging it for the first six months of my you know insurance sales career and the new girl you know she she kind of has a leg door um a leg up on me when it comes to um training because she like it was a very intensive training course that i didn't necessarily get but you know i'm not too worried about it i'm you know um i'm not all that all that concerned with with her set or anything like that um because i know what i can do but um, but again, it would have been a lot easier to like some of the things. It was like, oh, just do this, and we'll be better. But there was no real examples that I was getting, um, especially um, over the phone. Sales was very new to me. Um, I never did it before. So, um, so yeah. But outside of that, man, you know, we we um, we. Just had Cocoa Puff, all the kids here doing nothing, doing a bunch of nothing. Everybody's pissing me off. Everybody gave me their Christmas list. And um, I'm foreseeing that I'm going to have a very cheap Christmas because these kids are pissing me off. So, um, so yeah, so I'm going to have to settle that. But outside of that, you know, just, just been a pretty um, decent week kind of getting back on track with some things, um, trying to get back into the good habits that I've practiced over, that that actually made me successful in the past and I kind of got away from it, but now we're on top of it. So, um, so yeah, we, um, we good, we good over here, but let's get into these topics. So I'm gonna insert it um, on, the, on the channel, but we, we had a conversation um, of a conversation we saw earlier um, this week, and that was LeBron saying that he would be, um, he would still have the same career if he never went to Miami. And so a lot of people are like, no, you wouldn't have if you didn't have, if you never went to my, if you never went to Miami, these things wouldn't have happened. And the thing, the thing is, my biggest problem with it has been there. It's very revisionist. His, it's very revisionist history talking points, which of course we can't say that these things wouldn't have happened if he never went to Miami. But we also can't say that certain things would or would not have happened if he went to Miami or not. So there's just, a lot of people are saying LeBron sounds crazy, but this is one of the few times where I think that LeBron is actually telling the truth. Cause you know, he lied all the time. <laughs> he was like, yeah, Kobe gonna score eight. <laughs> Before tip-off, I was telling all my boys, yo, Kobe scoring 81 tonight. <laughs> it's like, you lying to live. 
But <laughs> 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 you ain't tell your boys nothing. You probably didn't even watch that game. Shut your ass. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Nobody's staying up for like, Lakers Raptors. <laughs> well, well, the thing for him, one, he was in the central time zone, so it wasn't as late. And then also, you know, he a basketball guy. You know, he, he loves he loves the NBA. Shoot, I used to stay up till one in the morning watching the NBA. So, and I'm not an NBA player. So, but it's just so funny. Like the dude just lie about everything. People ask him about a book. Like, I think he had the Malcolm X book. And somebody asked him about the book, he couldn't tell you nothing about the book. <laughs> he said every book, every every picture he in a book, he reads the epilogue on every. Yo, the epilogue. Oh. <laughs> I'm so well read. <laughs> like, bro, relax. You're a great basketball mind. You don't really have to be much out of, outside of that. And actually, he's a great business mind too. But you don't yeah. have to be much outside of that. It's it's yeah. all good. But um, but I want to get to what you believe because you know we had this conversation before the podcast, and you know I kind of said my piece and I'll get to it but um, I, I want to say you said Gilbert Arenas kind of echoed his sentiments as well um, yeah. so kind of give me your take on on what um, on that that storyline that LeBron is talking about see it's like what you said that people are using revisionist history when it comes to this situation but I but um, I know LeBron had um, said something had tweeted out again that he would probably have less rings but his career would still be the same yeah it is like I agree like what exactly like what exactly would have changed besides rings if he didn't yeah because of course you gotta think about with if he was still in Cleveland or actually let's just say everything in Cleveland still happens the way that it does who's to say that he still doesn't leave Cleveland it's like let's say he didn't resign he decided to go somewhere else who's he is like who's to say his career still wouldn't be the same except he wouldn't have as many rings as he does because if everything still goes the way that it goes, even though it's pretty hard to think about, even though it's like, you basically have to make up your own story to say that it goes exactly the way it goes. Mm -hmm. If he still leaves Cleveland because Cleveland was still not doing what it is that they, they needed to do to put a championship team around him, he could have gone somewhere else and he probably would still have the same career except he would have less rings on his fingers like he said I don't like the fact that folks are trying to tell him what his career was going to be like because they're thinking about what happened because they think about what happened before when he was in Miami <clears throat> it's like you know take that out of your mind like he's not talking about championships he's talking about what he's doing as an individual not necessarily team-wise, and I think that's what the problem is. So, you know, of course, Stephen A. Smith and Shane Sharp kind of jumped on him about it. And, you know, again, some of these some of these guys, some of these people with sports analysts, I just don't understand 
why they they have very knee-jerk reactions to a lot of stuff sometimes. And it's not like it's understandable if it's like, yo, this news just came on while we're on while we're on live. This is something that you prep for, that you talked about. Not necessarily, they don't necessarily, from what I've been told, and what uh, they don't necessarily talk to each other. They just know what they're, what the topics are. They don't necessarily talk to each other about what they're gonna say on the show. So, but you do have an idea of what was going on and had time to prepare yourself to what he said. And they didn't take that time to do that at all. They just was like, knee-jerk reaction. Cause when, and but the weird thing is, and Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp are very intelligent guys. The first time I heard about it was a day or two ago when you told me about it. My instant reaction was what I'm about to say. And I said, well, we don't know what his career would have been like if he stayed in Cleveland because we have to remember that they had the best record in basketball his last two seasons in Cleveland. So they were one player, they were one of those teams who was one player away from getting and winning championships. I don't know if anybody would have ever went there. But we also know that, we also don't know that nobody would have went there. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, so that was my first reaction. Now I'm like, well, what if he wins all three of his championships with the with the Cavaliers? No matter what, LeBron's gonna be finals MVP when he wins championships. So even if he only wins three championships, and then it's like, all right, when you say his career is gonna be the, his career, are you talking about him being in the GOAT discussion? Because Michael Jordan was considered the GOAT after his first three people. He didn't need six championships. Shoot, not even the first. The what's it called? After his second championship, they were talking about he was the, he was the greatest. The, of all the, the, well, the, the the second championship put him in the conversation. The third championship and the three P kind of solidified it, especially what he was doing statistically and all that stuff. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like he only needed two rings. He only needed back to back championships to be in the conversation. Which is what, you know, which is what LeBron did. And again, you know, the the whole most, the most rings thing, we all know that that's nonsense. We all know championships only matter when it supports your argument. So that's why I stay away from it when I talk about the Michael Jordan debate. So... With that being said, I just didn't understand why these guys are like, we can't ignore that you, when you left and Dwayne Wade shows you how to win and this is and the other. And I'm like, y'all giving Dwayne Wade way too much credit. He, how long was it team championships? Um, when Dwayne won his first uh, Maybe five, seven. maybe five years. 
And I don't even think they never made it's not like they went back to the finals either. So you know what I'm saying? It's just like, and then let's just talk about Pat Riley. Pat, it's not like Pat Riley had this this crazy successful championship riddled career after the Lakers. When he was coaching the Knicks, I think they made it to the finals once. Now, granted, they were playing against Jordan, but he only made it to the finals once. And then when they got to when he was in Miami, now they he's gotten to Miami since LeBron, but they went to they went to the finals once, and he had Shaq, the greatest big man of the generation. Oh, now Dwayne Wade won them the championship. But Shaq is the one who kind of carried them to the finals if you look at the numbers and and how they were playing. So it's just like, I just don't understand. Again, Pat Riley deserves all the credit that he gets. But it's just like this whole Dwayne Wade and Pat Riley had to show you how to win. When Pat Riley, though I think he has three championships as a coach, he took over a team that won a championship prior to him and he didn't win again until he took over until he got a guy who was a part of a three-peat and then he hasn't won since he had the greatest player of the generation so let's just go through Pat Riley's history of winning his first three championships, he had the greatest center of all time, arguably, and the greatest point guard of all time on his team. Has a huge gap in between his championships. Was it three then, or four? I don't remember. Because because of, but I'm, I'm not I'm Magic not gonna, got five, so yeah, Magic has five, but I don't think Pat Riley was there for all five, but um, okay. I know he wasn't there for the first one, but I don't know okay. who was the coach for the for the last one. But but um again, you have you then when you win again, you have what what some people think is the third greatest shooting guard of all time, and or in let, let's just say the second best shooting guard of the generation and the best center of the generation. And then when you won again, you had the greatest player of the generation, the second greatest shooting guard of the generation, and an all-star caliber power forward. So you had, you know, the, or, or what we know, what we knew then as the Heatles. So it's just like you had stacked teams to win. So it's like this whole teaching LeBron how to win thing is nonsense to me. It's not like he was playing with Kobe, who had three championships before LeBron got there. He was, it wasn't like he was playing with Shaq, who had three championships before he got there. Who's to say Shaq didn't teach Wade how to win? Shaq's impact on Wade was probably more than Wade's impact on LeBron, in my opinion. So, I just don't understand this whole, yo, you have to learn, you have to leave Cleveland in order to learn how to win. What is that? What does that even mean? 
Yeah, because they, it's not like Cleveland were slouches in the East. They, 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 the last few years of LeBron's career there before he left Miami, they won, I think, 67 and 65 games. I'm doing this off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure I'm accurate. What are we talking about? LeBron, LeBron ran into Dwight Howard in one of the years. And who did he lose to the other year? I think it was the Pistons. No. No. Um, no, it wasn't the Pistons. Because the Pistons only went to back-to-back championships. The Celtics. 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 So the other year... Yeah, so one year he he lost to the Celtics, and the other year he loses to Dwight Howard and them. And like for real, for real, who like because you know they had dysfunction immediately. Orlando had dysfunction immediately after they went finals. So Orlando really wasn't going to be there. So then who was going to stop if LeBron stayed one more year? Who was going to stop him from? getting back to the finals. Yeah. Cause by then the 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 Celtics, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce and them, they were breaking down physically. So who and then we all saw like LeBron was really starting to come into his own. So it was just like, I don't know. I'm just not buying this whole if he would have stayed in Cleveland, he wouldn't have been able to win a, a championship. But then also if he never went to Cle, if he never went to Miami, you can say that he never plays with Kevin Love, and he never plays with Kyrie Irving, because those guys were top. Well, maybe Kevin Love. Well, Kevin Love was traded to them, so who knows about Kevin Love? But no, because then they wouldn't have been able to draft Andrew Wiggins to trade for Kevin Love. So there's a whole lot of stuff that happened when he left, when he went back to Cleveland that if he didn't leave Cleveland would have never happened. So to just give this, but as far as his statistics, dude averaging 27, seven and seven, like clockwork. I don't think that was gonna change at all. So, um, I don't know. I just feel like Stephen A. Smith, everybody who said LeBron was tripping for saying that, I just think that y'all just y'all were just sur- just use, reacting. You surface level thinking. Because it takes more than just it takes more than just thinking that um, that he would have because, like I said before, you're assuming that he would have just stayed in Cleveland as if. You know, because if, like I said, if everything goes the same way, he could have gone to New York. He could have gone anywhere else. No, I don't know that because I don't know the cap situation back then. I don't know if I don't even know if New York had the the money for him that season or whatever. I know Miami moved a lot of pieces to in order to get him. I don't know if if he would have been able to leave Cleveland for any other team but Miami to be on a championship level. 
I don't like other teams probably had cap room but just didn't have a good team. I don't know that for sure. Yeah. I'm not gonna bother to look it up. But again, so that's that's why my scenario, the scenario I like to use is if he stays in Cleveland. Because again, there I don't know what was going on with everybody else to say that he goes to another team. The like the the from what everybody was saying, he was either gonna go to Miami or stay in Cleveland. Those were all the reports back then. And so I was like, well, the, and that's what, that was like why that whole thing was weird to me. Because I'm like, there's no way he's going on national TV to say he's leaving Cleveland. Yeah, he would have just stayed. He would have signed immediately. There's no reason. The, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like why, why, would he, why would he do this whole big stage just to say, I'm taking my challenge to South Beach? He could do, because he did it in Cleveland, Boys and Girls Club. He had this whole Cleveland set up going. Or Akron set Ohio Akron set up going. And it's just like, why'd you do that just to say you leave it? Yeah. Damn, I thought he was in Connecticut when he did that shit. <laughs> oh no, you know I think you're right. Yeah, I think, I think he was in right. British Connecticut when he did that shit. Because it was something with uh they were there with either was it Carmelo's wedding or something like that. They were in yeah, Connecticut. Man, man. Yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. But like it was it was just mind blowing. I'm like, there's no way he about to tell the world that he leaving Cleveland. There's no way he about to do yeah, that. I'm like yeah, <laughs> I thought he was gonna hit the he was gonna hit the Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> that's the I thing. thought he was hitting the <laughs> I thought that's what he <laughs> I'm never leaving Cleveland. I thought that's what he was. I thought that's what he was gonna do. He like, I'm, 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 I'm gonna take my toe. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take my toe selfie. I'm fucking leaving. Yo, I'm gonna go and watch that on Paramount Plus. <laughs> I love that movie. I, that's one of the movies I watch every time they come on. Well, no, I can't. No, I'm lying. I can't because there's a lot of vulgarity in that movie. So I, <laughs> I can't watch it. But if I'm by myself, I'll watch it every time. <laughs> he watches it. Hey, hey, the fucking change the channel. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, and to kind of put a button on this and wrap this up. Again, at the end of the day, LeBron. LeBron, I, I, some my, my top five greatest players, flip flops and stuff like that. Current, if I thought about it right now, LeBron's probably LeBron is deserving to be in my top five, just because of his longevity and he's still he's thirty eight years old, still playing at a high level. Um, so I'm not gonna, uh, but sometimes when I think about it, and I think about other guys' accomplishments and who, you know how they did it. He he falls short of the top five. But I don't know. Again, my top five is very fluid. But um, but let's just say for argument's sake, LeBron's one of the five greatest players of all time. That that would not have changed. Like, Wilt Chamberlain is considered one of the five to 10 greatest players of all time. And he didn't win but two championships. So let's not, like, let's not, and then also, how many people, when you're having a go conversation, they'd be like, 
they they bring up Kareem, they bring up Jordan. Of course, LeBron is in there. They they throw Kobe in there every once in a while. But then who's this? There's always somebody who'd be like, man, what about Will? There's always somebody. So you know what I'm saying? Because the astronomical numbers he was putting up, and LeBron James has put up astronomical numbers. So why would we believe that he's not going to be there? But but um, speaking of which, there's something about um, the top five conversation before we move on to the next topic. There's always something about the... uh, I've heard somebody say in the top five that... um, it should the top five should consist of one player from each position, which which I really don't even get because uh, you can you can look at um, you can look at magic like um what I was saying some I've heard somebody say that. Your that um your top five should consist of one player from each position, and that's how you should make your top five. (laughs) Like yeah, yeah, it's like that. It never made any sense to me because it's like you know, because I I can I can I can see you could make an arg you could try to make an argument for it, but who comes out of the top? Because let's say you have Jordan, you have Jordan. Um, Magic. Um, let's say Kareem, top center. Um, Tim Duncan, and I'm missing the positions. Small forward. LeBron. It's like, can you make a case for them to be in the top five? That's not a bad top five, to be honest. Yeah, cause so it was like, and that's not in any particular order. But I'm just saying, it's like somebody has. Yeah, it's not a. But yeah, but I, I just think, again, it's one of those things where it's like, you if you're gonna do that, you're discounting the players who were better than some players just because of the position they play. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, t- Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan being in the top five is preposterous to me. But like, but you know, top ten for sure. But um, but it's just like, so. In my personal opinion, Hakeem Olajuwon was a better player than Tim Duncan. So I have to leave Hakeem, who is a better player. Just because he also played center. Now, again, I don't personally believe Kareem is the greatest center, in my personal opinion. But, you know, it's hard to argue against it. You know what I'm saying? It's very difficult to go against it. Um, I think, and for those who are going to want to question that, the reason why I have an issue putting Kareem as the greatest center is because he played in an era during the 70s, his dominance was in the 70s where 
the NBA was watered down because there was a lot of great players going to the ABA. And then the guy who the guy who would have challenged him on a consistent basis played in the ABA, and that was Moses Malone. And then when you saw the two of them play around the same time, you saw Moses Malone was clearly a better player in the 80s. So it's just like, now again, Kareem had a long career. He was in the league for, I think he's like six, seven years older than 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 Moses Malone. So not to discount that, but it's just like, who's who's the best? Who's the other than Kareem? Who, who's a great center from the 70s? Injury bug, injury bug Walton. Yo, Dave Cowlins. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that, that era to me is to me is one of the weaker M- NBA eras, the, the 70s. So it's just like I, I that for me is the reason why I can't. And then also when you talk about greatest centers, the greatest to me personally, the greatest era of centers is the 90 centers. So if I'm gonna put a, if, if I'm gonna put somebody as the greatest center of all time, just because of the competition they went up against and all that other stuff, that I to me, Hakeem is the greatest center of all time. But like that's that's why, and that's why I put him there. Skyhook, unbelievable. He does have five championships. He does have six MVPs, but those six MVPs was in the weakest era of bat. There was one year he won um, MVP and they were like an eighth seed. And they were like a 13th overall seed or something like that. It was something crazy. I'm like, they were just giving him the award just because. You know what I'm saying? Like, Willis Reed maybe is the other center of his of that era. So it's just like, come on now. Like he, and of course, you can't really gauge competition or judge people solely off of competition. Um, so that's why, like, I say it's hard to argue against it. But if somebody was like, ask me, oh, who do you think is the greatest center of all time? If somebody said, oh, I got Kareem, I wouldn't argue against them. But I'm just, it's Hakeem. Hakeem is the greatest center of all time. I mean, he's the best center I've ever seen play basketball. You know, and that's including guys today. The, the fact that I've heard Jokic get compared to these guys is madness. I'm like, these people are up to something diabolical by saying this. <laughs> Yo, you dipping into the thesaurus. <laughs> I'm like, this is complete madness. Jokic is great, though. But if you, when you can't guard nobody, I'm not putting you. <laughs> when, when when Hakeem was the best offensive and defensive center of an era, and you, and you just doing what you do, Jokic triple doubles are great, but nah, can't put in this two sides of of the court, so I can't do it. But um, but yeah, that that's that's so that's so stupid. I said you discounting other guys just because they don't play a certain position. 
So, so after the top five, what are the rules after that? <laughs> you gotta have two players for every position. We're not building a roster. We're talking about who's the greatest. Though. Yeah, yeah. It's like you gotta have is that your top five gotta be one in every position, and then the rest is trail mix. <laughs> Yo. Hey, just pick the good stuff out. <laughs> Leave the peanuts alone. <laughs> get the M&M, get the M&M pieces. <laughs> the five M&M pieces, each color, and then the rest, I don't care. <laughs> you can have it. You can have what you want. God dang, man. Yo, peanut M&Ms are the worst to me, man. Those are the only M&Ms I've had. I've had all the other ones. I can, but I don't like peanuts, or I don't like nuts in general. So that's probably what it is. But people be like, "Oh, you like plain M and M's? You weird." I guess I'm weird because those are the only M and M's I eat. No, they're just saying that because they want to make some make something. Like it's weird that you like the original. <laughs> like, like, are you fucking serious? I want to say I was a kid. We were kids when peanut M and M's came out. Yeah. Like I think I want to say that was like a '90s thing. I don't even think like people before us had peanut. I don't know when peanut M and M's dropped, but FN I gotta look that up. You know, Yo, I, I bet you those same people that say you weird for uh for eating um plain M and M's are the same people that eat York peppermint patties. Oh, York peppermint patties is disgusting. Peppermint and dark chocolate. Anything with dark chocolate is disgusting. Yo. That's a DS. You're 100% correct. Well, they ain't got no Wikipedia page on peanut M&M's. Anyways, um, so, speaking about food. <laughs> that was not an intentional segue, but <laughs> but we this happened. This topic happened, and we kind of it kind of happened right, like just to give people behind the scenes. We don't we don't really do like a prep meeting or anything like that. We just kind of hit each other up. Hey, what you want to talk about on the podcast? And this thing happened around the time you know, we would talk about the podcast or what we're going to talk about on the podcast. But I think it was like after we already knew what we were going to talk about. So it just didn't make the show. But um, this guy, Keith Lee, who apparently, I didn't know he was an MMA fighter. Um, I just knew him to review food or in like candy that. So but this guy Keith Lee, MMA fighter, YouTuber, who he got his start. I guess he got famous from YouTube for for like giving grades to certain foods, so um, like candies, all kinds of stuff. And he would get like old candies, like candies from like that they only, that they sold back in the '40s and stuff like that. That's that's how I came across him, but I didn't follow. Him. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the first time I saw him, he uh, he had reviewed a um, a local pizza joint. That was the first time I ever saw. I didn't know what his name was. I just knew it was a dude with a with like a monotone voice talking about um, yeah, purchasing uh, um, from a local pizza joint and telling them what was good and what was it because they wanted the feedback. 
Yo, this <laughs> this is crazy. This is how I know we young folk don't know nothing. Peanut M&M's dropped in 1954. See, we don't know nothing, man. We just think we invented everything. Whatever our generation is, we invented it. Yep. But, uh, well, we did invent the internet. Our generation did invent the internet. Outside of that, <laughs> we, think, we think we invented everything. I'm but, the one that started the dot com. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, so Keith Lee had, was reviewing some uh, restaurants in Atlanta because people were saying, hey, give this place a review, give that a place a review. So, you know, long story short, he gave some people some negative reviews. And now it turned into a whole thing where this guy is killing black businesses, killing black businesses, and um, and apparently receiving threats to him and his family's lives and well-being over one bad review. And even to the point where Chad Ochocinco is saying like, no, you can't do that. And Shane Sharp was like, no, if you give me bad service, you get, you get a bad review, which that's how the review thing, this is, do y'all not understand that's how the review process is supposed to work? Look, this is, this is bias. Not, not people, I think people are really mad about it is because it's a black dude saying this shit. <laughs> like, I really, I, I really wholeheartedly. Who else should say it? Like, that's, we can't say, we can't say we need to police our own people. <laughs> but when some stuff go down, the black person who pol- doing the policing is like, nah, you shouldn't have done that. Like, <laughs> what? He should be in jail. I told on him because I witnessed him shoot seven people in front of my house. Then looked at me and said, it was me, Richard Fleming's. I live at 9913. East Avenue, like, <laughs> why would I keep that to myself? Nine nine one three West East Avenue. <laughs> why would I keep that to myself? <laughs> you know, why would I tell my people not to look, not to be on the lookout for this guy? <laughs> he, is, he is a menace to society. The fact that he told me his address, he is up to diabolical schemes. <laughs> this ain't his last time. He He's gonna do it again. Victims. He got more victims on the way. And he <laughs> might come back over here because he saw me. <laughs> nah, leave that for the white people. What? <laughs> who, who else is supposed to deliver the, the news? Who else would you choose to deliver this? <laughs> hey, man. Like, I, you can't, you know, it's, you, you say it all the time. You can't win for this, Like, this is madness. And it's like uh, Chad went on the uh, pivot and um, 
he said that he he did his research and he understood and yeah he understood and he was like there was a whole bunch of people that he knew even his own family said look you come for Keith Lee I'm gonna have to come for you <laughs> but he did his research and uh, he did his research and basically like um, retracted what his thoughts were cause he didn't know what he, he thought it was just some random person who was doing it he didn't know that he was an actual food critic well, he's not—he's not—he's not, not a true food critic that writes columns and stuff on, yeah. on restaurants. And it, it's just he—he—he—that's how he got famous on YouTube. Yeah. But it's just like it don't—he's a YouTuber. Does he? Does he have influence? Yeah. But do you think that he has more influence than your two point six star rating that you had on Google? That's why before he reviewed it. Look, that's why nobody went to your restaurant. It ain't because of what he said. It's because, no, you've been giving bummy customer service. And then, so, like, I remember years ago, Jess Hilarious had said that she don't like going to Black-owned businesses for whatever reason. She was like, it was a seafood place, and they were out of seafood. And it's yeah. just like, you know, her, her criticism was way worse. Because he his thing was... They gave him bad customer service. She was mad at a restaurant, a small business for running out of supplies. It's like, yeah, that happens with small businesses. That happens all the time. Come back tomorrow, you loser. Not saying she's truly a loser, but I'm just saying like, yo, that's some loser stuff. That's a loser take to be mad and make a whole video with her influence to say, oh, well, she didn't, I don't think she put the actual restaurant um, where it was on blast, but. But it was just like, yo, why, you just said this about all black businesses. Yeah, because she, um, because I know in that video she was like, they ran out of, they had ran out of crabs. Um, they they uh, they were supposed to open at a certain time, but they weren't open at the time that they were scheduled to open up. <laughs> yo, she was like, yo, they didn't have any, they didn't have any butter. <laughs> They didn't have any old bay. They didn't. <laughs> but she, I got back because they didn't have newspaper. <laughs> and it, it's just sad because, you know, when you think about it, it's like, all right, this is a small business. This is probably a family-owned restaurant. It could have very well been that the truck didn't deliver on time because it was there was a breakdown or something like that. You carrying on over some stuff like that. Like, look, come back tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? If you want to come back. But Keith Lee, man, shout out to him. Shout out to him. And I know he made like a video and he was like, yo, y'all taking this too far. Like, I even tell people, like, don't judge anything based off of my situation. Because it's only one man's opinion. Yeah. There's this guy, um, he, he he does like local, he's from this side. Uh, I think he's from North Carolina because he does a lot of stuff from North Carolina, Virginia. He does a lot of those restaurants. I know he's done several others, but those are the two that he, he, um, he, uh, he I see him do the most. Um, I think his name is Mr. Chime Time or something like that. Um, shout to him. He, you know, he he he's doing his thing. He he, he, uh, 
he does he does good work for what he does. But like the way I seen Keith Lee do his thing, he'd be like, "Oh, I give this a six point five out of whatever." Some will eat that joint. And this is this is what annoys me about his video. He'd be like, "Oh, I got the lobster here." <laughs> Trash. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's sav- he savoring it and still calls it trash. Trash. This is child time. Look, either you ever see this, it, it, ain't, it ain't that. I'm not talking about you being a terrible person. It's not that. I just find what you do hilarious. So it's not, look, I think he does good work. I think if some place is trash, you need to call it trash. Call, call it, what do they say? Call it spade and spade, right? Yeah. So, so it's just like, but he just does this, this like overselling. Like you like, when you see him eat it, you like, yo, that drug must be Lucky Tom's magically delicious. <laughs> and he'd be like, Trash, no seasoning, no this. They overcook, undercook. He he busts it down, and he don't care if they black on, white on, nothing. He gonna rate the food what it is, and that's what Keith Lee does. But Lee Keith Lee will be like, y'all, I'll give this a, a five point three, or like you know what I'm saying. Some is like, nah, this thing bugs. <laughs> <laughs> this lobster is bugs. Seafood mac. Buns, hash browns, buns, hush puppies, buns. <laughs> like, yo. <laughs> I find him absolutely hilarious. I only see him on TikTok. I find him absolutely hilarious. I'm poor. I'm poor. And also, again, there's certain things, places where it's like, you know, who, who's to say that he's an expert? Yeah. You know, I don't know how well developed his palate is. <laughs> you know, he might just be expecting one thing and being like, "Yeah, this ain't this ain't it for his taste." Yeah. You know, so, but um, but sending what I want to ask you is, would you ever send a death threat to somebody for giving you a bad review? No, that just, if I get a bad review, that just lets me know that I got to step my game up because you can't, because you can't, because everybody who gives me is going to give me a thumbs up for everything doesn't, doesn't allow me to think that I got to improve on anything. Everything's all good because you're telling me good things. The last you thing know, I need is yes men around me to let me know and say, "Oh yeah, it's good. This is good. That." It was like, nah. I need some. I need someone with an honest opinion. So I need to know that I that I have to step my game up on certain things because everything ain't perfect. One hundred percent. Like I remember when we were starting this podcast, and um, you know we had a few few episodes, and you know our listenership goes up, goes down, just like anything. But, you know, somebody was like, hey, I listen to your podcast. So I'm like, why are you lying to my face? So he goes, I was like, oh, what'd you think? He was like, oh, it was good. 
you ain't say not one thing we mentioned on the podcast at all. And that podcast, we had a fairly controversial topic. So I'm like, you ain't got nothing to say about our opinion on this topic. And so, so I just knew he didn't listen to it. But it's just like, one, I don't care if you listen to it. Because like, like I, for, I forgot what he was into. But it was something that I'm not into. So I was like, I can't support it. Like, I'm not going to put money towards something that I don't do. So I can't support it. So if you want to take that as a reason why you won't support my stuff, I'm 100% okay with that. But don't lie to me about it. You don't have to listen to it. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? We got other people who listen. And some people only listen once. Some people listen every week. Oh, well. You know what I'm saying? Don't bother me either way. <laughs> so it's just like, so, but, and that's why I'm, I'm saying that to say, like, you can give your honest opinion to people. They got to take it however, you know, you, some, sometimes your haters are right. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes the people around you will keep you at a certain place for whatever reason. I don't know what their reasonings are. But if it's like, yo, I want my, I want, I want Between Brothers podcast to grow to be one of the 10, the top 10, top 10 podcasts in our, in, 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 I guess technically our, our podcast would be under the category of sports entertainment. I want it to be top, I can't, you saying it was good. Oh, do you think I need to improve on anything? No, it was straight. You telling me that don't do nothing for me. I'd rather you had not listened than to listen and tell me the BS. And then also the people who were sending Keith Lee these, these, the people who were sending Keith Lee these restaurants, they need to be the one who received the threats. Because they the ones who put you out there. They, they the ones who put that restaurant out there. Some did not know about these restaurants until y'all hit them up. Look, they going to keep themselves anonymous too. Yo, you got to hit Jerry up. Like, yo, why you set up Why you set up Lobster Shack like that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what restaurants he did the review on. But I'm just like, that's hilarious, yo, man. Imagine a place serving something like lobster calling themselves a shack. <laughs> yo. Like, yo. There's an abundance of crabs. <laughs> that could be a shack. <laughs> so, in other words, Zero told me, telling y'all, don't ever let me name your restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> lobster shack. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna the logo's gonna be a lobster wearing the fucking overall. Yo. <laughs> Yo. Where overalls with a piece of hay in his mouth. <laughs> hey, just draw Larry the lobster, throw some overalls. See, I'm a marketing genius, man. Y'all playing with me. That 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 lobster's strong as hell. Oh man! <laughs> All right, look, y'all. I got something to tell y'all before we go. Damn, that was gonna be a shot. 
<laughs> what? If it's what you're about to say, <laughs> you got, you got to you got to you got to I don't know what you mean. Captain Planet. Oh yes, that's what I was getting to. <laughs> so look, we might we might as well get it out there because I, I was gonna bring it up. I forgot to bring it up. And how's my week? So look, we having a conversation. Now, y'all just heard me say about the peanut m ms that was invented in the 90s. It clearly wasn't. So we don't know anything. <laughs> clearly. So, so we... Zero. I was on the phone with Zero yesterday. And I'm like... It, I don't know how Captain Planet came up. But, um... But we, we were talking about Captain Planet. So Zero's like, yo, <laughs> Captain Planet is mad racist. I'm like, what? I was, I'm, I'm, I'm mind blown. So I'm like, it's like the most inclusive <laughs> of all time, right? How is it possible that it's racist? I forget what the first couple things he said. All right, so I said, says, go ahead. So I said, uh, it just so happened that Kwame, who's from Africa, has the earth ring <laughs> the earth ring so it's like <laughs> earth is dark the dark skinned nigga from Africa gets the dark <laughs> but I don't know how he put this together the, uh, what's I it called? don't know <laughs> Wheeler he has fire he's a redhead <laughs> but look 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 people listen to this he did not know the names of the people so he's like the African dude got earth, the redhead got fire, the 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 Asian girl got water. And I, like it, it was it was the worst thing. But then he goes and the Native American guy, <laughs> <laughs> the Native American guy <laughs> had the worst ring, <laughs> the worst superpower of all time. Hard. <laughs> He's like, I don't even know what it did. I was like, yo, for real, I don't remember what it did either. But then I'm like, so then here's what, here's what so, so he calls the guy Native American. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, I ain't gonna say he Native American. That's racist. He ain't Native American. He's freaking Indian. <laughs> so here's how I was racist because I thought they were doing the Aladdin Abu thing. It was <laughs> brown skinned guy with the monkey. And so I'm like, Abu, Aladdin, <laughs> he's Indian. <laughs> so then I said, so then I said, I was like, yeah. I, so I'm like, yo, what were their names? I said, I don't even remember Wheeler. I was like, oh no, there was Kwame. He was like, what was the Indian Mexican dude's name? <laughs> wasn't it wasn't it Mowgli? <laughs> I was like, yo, I said, I said, yo, look at their name. You better be right. Because if you're wrong, you're the most racist person on the You heard Indian name him Mowgli. <laughs> he is here with the only Indian sounding name. <laughs> oh man, like, yo, what's his name? Mowgli? Then he tried, so we looked at their names, found out his name is Mati. And then he's from 
Brazil. <laughs> we, <laughs> we were from no, <laughs> we were all over the map. <laughs> Anybody with brown skin, that's what he was. <laughs> <laughs> that dude was a Mexican, Indian, North American, Brazilian. I said, I said, I said, so he pulled up his name. He's like, yo, I got the M right though. <laughs> I was like, this. <laughs> perfect because you got Kwame from Africa Wheeler from North America um, the Russian chick from um, Europe oh I think I forgot what her name was Guy the Asian uh, my tea was from South America they just needed Captain Planet to have an Australian accent. That's when it would have been perfect. But no. He just had to be he just had to be <laughs> cause imagine it said boy yeah Paris can boy. <laughs> like Wait, what? <laughs> Yo, imagine imagine Captain America throwing three crackers out. That'll be hilarious. <laughs> That'll be hilarious, man. One of the village, village polluting the world. He over here crikey. <laughs> He's like, somebody go save that Joey, mate. <laughs> Yo, the what's it called? I'm telling you. North Americans should have been black <laughs> because Wheeler's from Brooklyn should have <laughs> he should have knew Marlowe <laughs> he, he's like he, hey yo stop throwing that tr- stop throwing that trash in my streets you hurt <laughs> 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 he's like, he's like everybody eats beat you hurt <laughs> yo <laughs> hey yo fit your tips dog you, you don't tie the laces all the way up to the top you hurt <laughs> Yo. It's bacon egg and cheese, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Feel me? That, 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 you joint, <laughs> that joint had me dying laughing yesterday, people. Man. I called the Duchess. I said, yo, you used to like watch Captain Planet. What was your where did where was do you remember where um where the heart kid was from? And she was like, oh, Columbia? And so I was laughing. I she was like, she was like, was I? I was like, I said, you know, way better than us. And she was like, she was like, oh, what did y'all say? I said, well, I made him from India. <laughs> and Zero made him from from America, from 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 uh, from the Iroquois from the Iroquois tribe. Trail of tears, that nigga. <laughs> Yo, like, this trail of tears, boy. Dang, man. I was like, he just put him in the Iroquois tribe and kept it pushing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and come to find out, Heart is actually... Heart, the Heart Ring is actually the essence of Captain Planet. So, <laughs> yeah, so the he has the most important, important ring. ring. <laughs> yeah, the most important ring. In, I was like, you know what? <laughs> he had the most important ring. 
when you combine the powers. But individually, it was on his own. <laughs> on his own, he was a low class Namor. Yo, that's fire, man! Shout to my team, man. And whoever, whoever was, whoever was his voice actor. <laughs> Captain Planet Plan top fifteen theme song all time. Top fifteen theme songs. So look, my question of the day is. Where did y'all think my team was from? <laughs> Before you found out, no Google or nothing. Where did y'all think? Put it in the comments. Put it in the review for the podcast if you listen to the audio. Tell me where y'all thought my team was from. Bev, and if you don't remember, if you don't know who my team is, it's not the African guy. <laughs> it is the it is the, the the Brazilian kid that used heart for his ring. But yeah, don't, don't our powers combined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't Wheeler ever you know they had to have they had to have him say it because because you had because you had the white dude saying let our powers combine us like, oh here we go again <laughs> Why well, the white dude gotta be the leader? Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, I but, think um, that's where uh, Chadwick Boseman got his uh, African accent from. Yeah, because he, uh, he did really sound like that. Yep, so, I am not dead. <laughs> Let our powers combine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I miss you, Chad. I miss you, Chad. I miss Kwame more after that. <laughs> Let our powers combine. <laughs> I think that's the name of it. <laughs> Not I'm that's our parting shot y'all we ain't got nothing else to say no let me stop man what you got for us what's your parting shot no for real my parting shot is let our powers that's my that's my part. Yeah, all right, look, I'm co-signing the day, man. That's it for us <laughs> I, I I forgot what my party shot was messing with this guy, so I ain't even gonna throw y'all no no bub ass party shot. And all you know, and actually, but actually no, but for real, I know a lot of people have had liked my my top five most buns performances of, of the NFL, and I haven't put one out in the last two weeks. I really hadn't watched football the last two weekends. So I didn't want to give y'all a buns buns list. <laughs> so, but I did watch football today. Oh. Had a lot of fun. And um, so y'all will begin a proper buns list this week. But uh, but yeah, sorry, sorry for those listening to the podcast who likes that, who likes that buns list. But um, that's it for us, man. That's it for us. We love y'all. Thank y'all. Um, those who've seen on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. Those who are listening, 
Give us a five-star rating. Leave comments, leave reviews. Helps us close the channel. We love y'all. We'll see y'all next week.